course everyone's seen Home Alone. Well, actually, you know, Home Alone's a great segue for our, our special movie today by Justin's request on episode number... 37. Oh, you're so close. 38. Oh, oh I, yeah. was, I thought I was going to be off by like more than one. No, you were fucking really close. Okay. You're like Jake Lloyd's career. You almost made it. <laughs> you almost made it. And then you starred in Jingle All the Way, and we know what happened after that. But anyway, Jingle All the Way is what we're going to talk about today. It's our, our special Chris's movie. It's by Justin's personal request. He's super excited about this classic Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jake Lloyd combination film. And it counts as sci-fi because... Because there is a scene in the end where Arnold gets into a functioning jetpack that puts Iron Man's suit to shame and flies around the Christmas parade of no reason to save his son from Sinbad dressed up like a supervillain from the Turbo Man show. So definitely sci-fi in nature at the climax because it makes no fucking sense. I like to think of this like... If, like, Arnold's, like, all his movies were, like, the ones he didn't die in, like, were some sort of continuity, like, like, <laughs> he, like, you know, mellowed out here and, like, you know, settled down after, you know, killing the Predator and, like, you know, had a kid. He got a sales job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he, what, divorced Jamie Lee Curtis and then married whoever's in this movie. I can't remember her name. Yeah, she was just some wacko hooker. <laughs> oh, she was the maid. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. In this reality, he um, actually, you know, broke up with his wife and married the maid. And had a horrible failure of a son, Jake Lloyd. Yeah, whose only obsession in life is a small plastic object. Turbo Man. Yes. Yeah. And has no love for his faithful sidekick. Booster. Yeah. Apparently everyone hates him because he looks like some sort of, like, retarded Furby whose head is, like, way too low and has a hunchback. Yeah, what yeah. is he supposed to be, a saber-toothed tiger or something? Yeah, but he looks like a hunchback. Yeah, yeah he, he looks like pink a, fur an and... anthropomorphized purple saber-toothed tiger. He looks like a, a Power Rangers vehicle, is what he reminds me of. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like the arm or something on the, yeah, the yeah, big yeah. Uh, mega whatever thing. And he acts like uh, Danny DeVito. Could have been Dan- Or no, it wasn't Danny DeVito in the suit because he saw... It was some guy who was very similar, though. Yes, it was um, his stunt double. Oh, like his cousin, uh, Billy DeVito, from Die Hard 2. Wait, really? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I don't know. You know the cop in Die Hard 2, the guy who wants to tow his car at the beginning? Oh, yeah. Who's like a slightly taller Danny DeVito, and if you, you blink, you'll just you'll miss it. You'll think it really is him. But I think he was busy filming Batman 2 at the time, so. Okay. Yeah. Oh, he, is he that the, the one? Runner. Wait, was that the one with the nipples, or is that? No, 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 no. The, the nipples and Batcock is uh, Joel Schumacher's ones. But there was a penguin in that one, right? Or no. was it just Freeze? Mr. Freeze was in one of those. The penguin okay. is paired with Catwoman and Max Zorin there. Is that the only one with penguin in it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So far. Maybe he'll appear in Dawn of Justice. They just, you know, keep adding new people. Yeah, they're just, just going to make it like some sort of like horribly done cluster. 
kind of thing with DC characters, probably. But you know what's a perfectly done movie with strong, round characters? What's that? Jingle All the Way. Oh, yeah. I loved it. We really come to identify with, like, Sinbad the Postman, who's ready to go postal. Who keeps mentioning his son the entire movie, and we never see his son? So. He doesn't have a son. <laughs> yeah. He wants to, like, stick the Turbo Man doll up his ass and choke himself in his apartment. I think that's probably <laughs> his goal. I believe... I. I just think that's a huge flaw in the movie. It's like he talks about his son the whole movie and then he never sees his son or his family or anything. He doesn't have a family. That's what I'm saying. He's like by himself in a small apartment with a cat. So he well, just imagined all of it? Or... I mean, if like you actually saw his family, then like you actually feel sorry for him at the end of the movie when like he's not able to get the doll. Because, I mean... He does get the doll, though. No, he doesn't. His kid gives him, uh, Arnold's yeah. kid gives oh, him does the he? doll. When the police are arresting him yeah. and Arnold's like, why did you give it away? I spent all the time trying to get it. And he's like, my dad's the real turbo, the real turbo man. man. And then Arnold's like, you know, inside he secretly wants to like melt Jake Lloyd with his jetpack, but his wife's there. So he really can't explain that away. <laughs> you know, can't have an accident. <laughs> I'm just saying, everybody, if you want to kill your kids, go hunting. It just, things happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, like, didn't have his vest on. He threw it on a deer. I don't know, man. Yeah, like, he, like, had it on a stick trying to lure a deer, and I thought it was a buck because he had a brown shirt on, so it, it just happened, you know? <laughs> Whoops. Wouldn't it be a red shirt? Well, it was a long shot, so it was quick. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was a red shirt after. Okay. <laughs> I don't think it works that way. Oh, isn't it? Blood's red. No, no, I I know that much. (laughs) But it's, you you have the red shirt on prior to, you know, being decapitated or, you know, going into, you know, some sort of pit of lava. Unless you're on Star Trek Enterprise, in which case you have blue jumpsuit on. Oh, okay. Yeah. With little red collar pieces. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. But this is not one of the better Arnold Schwarzenegger comedies. No, I think that's why we're this, spending time talking yeah, about Star Trek Enterprise. This is this is one of the his worst com. I think this is pretty much like you could start seeing the decline in his career at this point. Where is this in relation to True Lies? Is how many years after? Like two two years after or something yeah. like. It, I think this like is the comedies start becoming not funny and the action movies start becoming less and less believable and entertaining. Like I think the crescendo is definitely like he gets to Batman and Robin where he got the insane payday, but the movie yeah. was just a huge turd. Yeah, well, okay, but I think Joel Schumacher deserves a lot of credit for the way that turned out. Right, but Arnold made like $80 million off that movie. Oh, good for Arnold. Yeah. I'm just yeah. saying that I, I don't think it's fair to really judge him on the movie's failure because like, if Joel Schumacher's telling you to act like you are a deranged comic book villain, then ice to see you, you know, eh. I but can't blame him. He's, Arnold for he's that. pretty much playing the same character in this movie that he's playing in True Lies. Yeah. Like, he, the character has all the same issues with his family and stuff like that, but. And the military training, it apparently. Just, right. It just takes like a completely different turn where he, instead of using his fists and disarming nuclear weapons, you know, he's uh, fighting Santas. And Well, actually, when they're in the mall, I was thinking of uh, Commando where he like picks up the, the phone booth or whatever. In oh, the yeah. Mall yeah. And just goes crazy and beats the shit out of the guys who are trying to chase him. I was waiting for that to happen, but it so doesn't. They just chase the ball around and... 
tried to, you know, rape a child for yeah, right, to rip it out of its mouth. Gets beaten by a bunch of purse-wielding moms. See, Arnold should have picked up the information booth and beaten them. That would have been a, a great... Ah, yeah. I am not the Zico. I am looking for the ball. Yeah. And the balls are in the kid's mouth. Right. It um, <laughs> okay. That could be taken many different ways. Well, really just one way that could be very bad. I'm just saying it happens, you know? Arnold's ball is in the kid's mouth. Yeah. Well, the kid's mouth probably isn't big enough to take both. Well, I mean, so. he does have, like, balls of steel, so it would be tough to... Uh... Right. So, okay, the one thing I don't get, though, it doesn't seem realistic. Perhaps <laughs> the one thing. <laughs> the one thing. Okay, one of the many things that doesn't seem realistic about this is, like, the fact that the movie starts and Arnold's... He's, like, working full-time his sales job, like, on Christmas Eve or something, like, doing sales calls and shit. I mean... I don't. I feel like that does not happen anymore. If it was even a common thing, then. Well, I would think that if see, you, I, I, people wouldn't be working to take. Well, your I call. just I get the whole reason why they do it because it's a plot device to show that Arnold is like he's disconnected from his family and everything, and like so, haha, I'm you know working all the time, so I miss everything in your life. But, well, no, there there are people who work on Christmas Eve, like you know, because he works at mattress something or other right i thought or i don't I, remember the original mattress factory yes he seems yeah. like he's a but sales dude for, yeah yeah it would make more sense if he was like selling like individual mattresses to you know people like oh i want to get you know my wife a new mattress for you know christmas gift but he's like closing these like oh yeah i'll ship 500 mattresses to you for like new year sales i guess yeah. like what like that's not like that would be prior to you know yeah he he the, seems the like the point in time we're at here He's the upper level executive or something, sales executive, and he just is like, or he's like a territory manager or something. And I think he's just like sort of an ace salesman yeah, sort of like, position. And well, it's like, why wouldn't you have sold those things before like Christmas Eve? For I always got the impression that he was just trying to unload them. You're my number one customer. Yeah, like <laughs> calling you up to get rid of these fucking mattresses. Let's talk turkey. Let's, Come on. Yeah. Honey, you're done. my number one customer. Yeah. I need oh, to sorry. my son. <laughs> Takes priority. He misses his son's uh, purple belt, right? Yeah, but I mean, those are all purple made up. Purple belt doesn't fucking yeah, those matter. Are all fucking made up. Fuck you, you stupid kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's Jake Lloyd. Like, he's so bad, he gets three out of his four limbs cut off at once by an old guy. Like, Wait, when was this? What Anakin movie? Skywalker joke. Oh, yeah. was that Jake Lloyd? Oh, little kid was Jake Lloyd. Yeah, it was. Okay. Yeah, you didn't like feel the same, you know, cancer growing inside whenever he spoke in this movie. Didn't elicit like an eerie similar feeling to him like talking I about I must have just like blocked out his face or something and I didn't make that <laughs> connection. Well, let's let's be honest here though. This This role for him, it's not really stretching it a whole lot. He's playing like a whiny kid right I mean, that's like he was already a whiny kid in real life so it, he didn't have to stretch himself that much he's like 10 years old or whatever yeah yeah so like he fits into this part nicely I, he's just annoying like oh dad you missed my life it'd be great if mysterio or whatever the villain is there threw him off the building that would have been a great ending it would have been a great ending like i really hope like every time one of these like feel good holiday movies happens and like the kids in danger that like it just ends on this really dark note and like 
it just ends with like ambulance lights and sirens like you know driving watch, away i watch krampus <laughs> is that what something like that yeah well yeah. i thought it looked like a stupid movie and and then it got pretty good reviews because apparently it's just attacking people being really cynical about christmas and the same shit that this movie is ostensibly criticizing like the over consumerism and stuff like that except uh krampus actually comes and fucking kills everybody in the house because they don't have any christmas spirit huh See, that would have been a better movie is arnold fighting the krampus come on krampus that are like actually you know killing the you know santa ring or whatever yeah <laughs> that would have been pretty cool yeah oh a combination of the santa claus with tim allen but with arnold so hear oh. me out here Arnold is like a clone because we have to include that element in the Arnold movie. He's a clone of Santa Claus, but he's activated too soon before the previous Arnold Claus dies. So he runs around thinking he's supposed to be Santa Claus. So it's like the sixth day meets Jingle All the Way meets the Santa Claus. Bizarro Claus. Yeah, but Arnold, like, you know, you could have fun with him trying to fit down the chimney. This would have been better when he was jacked. But... <laughs> Krampus, you killed my son. Big mistake. <laughs> or people who are naughty, he could be like, you know, I'll kill you last. And yeah. be like, I lied. You get coal. Right, exactly. It would be a better movie than this. Although I think that we haven't mentioned Phil Hartman yet, who is a redeeming. His like completely over-the-top <laughs> performance as like the annoying neighbor trying to get in his wife's pants but he's funny i like him mm, that cookies. was like kind of creepy like he was super <laughs> like rapey eyes yeah. all the time like it's, it's phil hartman it's funny <laughs> i guess but like it's like oh like he just tried to rape me ha 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 i guess it's funny he got eggnog on his face like want um, some cookies yeah he wants the cookies it's like, I'll take your wife's cookies. Mm -hmm. Put that cookie down. Yeah. Well, you know. Just just a little rapey. I mean, for a kid's movie, it was kind of rapey. But yeah. I, but I mean, also for a kid's movie, we have like the the Unabomber. You know, this this package is full of bombs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> the mailman. Yeah. Again, that would have been hilarious if, you know, it, the well, like it, 14 policemen just like, you know, blew up and the radio station floor was. But doesn't it blow up? It, it blows up, but they just get like black smoke in their face. Like, <laughs> I'm sure that was added in. Test audiences thought they died. It should have been like a gore spattered hallway. Yeah. And Arnold could have like been like. Like when the Joker blows up the, you know, Gordon's unit or whatever. It should have been like that or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should have been like Saw, like just you know, blood and body parts hanging over, like intestines looped over the drop ceiling frame, and Arnold and Sinbad could like you know brush themselves off, or Arnold could like find an eye stuck to his collar later and just quickly brush it off. There's ways to improve this movie because it's it's a little painful to sit through the fifth or sixth time you've seen it. I think you're right. Phil Hartman is the only redeeming part of this movie. I think he's like funny. He, he's the only funny, actually funny part of the movie. All of Arnold's like comedy stuff, he's just like stupid one-liners and like they always fall flat too in this movie. It's like, up, oh, I see But it that's coming. all what Arnold's like comedy is for the most part. Like in like his action movies and like this movie, it's like all his things are one-liners that are like haha Arnoldisms. Like so. I just feel like there was a time when he started doing comedies where he did more than one-liners, like in Twins or something. Like there was 
actual beyond one-liners like they did physical comedy and other stuff and and it's just like somehow i it's probably you're right because of the action movie thing he got like pigeonholed the like no no arnold like you know we just want you to do the one-liner just well, I to think stick with the one-liner. They tried to do, like, some physical comedy in this movie, like the phone booth, like, fight with Sinbad, and, like, it just sort of, like, didn't work. Like, oh, he, like, stubbed his finger. Oh, oh. I mean the ball pit. Yeah, like, that whole thing, and, like, getting, you know, Arnold's ball out of the kid's mouth. Like, right. Again, it, Get his balls out of the kid's mouth. Yeah, okay. yeah let's just keep yeah. using that phrase. Or where he flies around in the rocket suit, the Turbo Man suit. And saves his kid or whatever. Which was just like green screened and yeah. like, you know, oh, let's just rotate the film. It like, looked you so know, bad. 360 <laughs> RoboCop 3 yeah. is what it was. RoboCop 3. Was that the one with like the really fake looking mech in it? No. no I mean, I, the, the big thing with two guns? Yeah. No, that, that was RoboCop 2. But that still look, looked fake. Well, it was in 1 and 2, I guess. Which, because like, you're talking you're, about the one that shoots the guy in the model... Or yeah, the one that, like, it had, like, some bad CGI associated with it. It wasn't CGI, it was stop motion. Uh, was it? Uh, yeah. it mm, You're talking maybe. about the third one, though, where he gets the, he flies. He gets the jet He gets pack the jet pack with the yeah. wings and shit. Yeah. yeah. And it's not uh, So it makes a great Peter toy, Walker. not a good movie. But it looks like shit when he's flying. So yeah. that's what I think of when I think of Turbo Man flying. It looks just like Robocop flying with a jet pack. And somehow Sinbad incapacitates the guy who's supposed to be playing uh, the Turbo Man villain in the parade, who's like eight feet tall. It's like, okay, Sinbad has super strength now. The costume fits him pretty well. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, for some reason, like, all the costumes that, like, they were stealing just work fine. I mean, that Turbo Man suit was, like, a really tight fit. Like, for some reason, it... I guess that arguably works because, like, if the Turbo Man actor is supposed to really fit and everything, like, that could work. But the height body build mismatch between Sinbad and Mysterio, whoever the fuck it's supposed to be. See, I can almost believe that just because it's a more loose fitting costume. Arnold's costume was, you know, an Iron Man suit built to, like, specifications for that. You know, actor has would you have to like buckle the pants around his nipples with how tall the other guy is? I don't even remember. (laughs) I don't remember the other guy they show for that person. He was like eight feet tall, vastly different size than Sinbad. He was like you know the mountain or whatever. Yeah, he was Gregor Clegane. Okay, pull that out. Yeah, yeah, but again, enjoyable, interesting. Arnold try. Uh, well, I guess this would be a good time, maybe for everybody who hasn't seen the movie and is just not inspired to watch it because we've been shitting on it to explain the basic plot. Yeah. I think we've touched on, but... Okay, so Arnold's kid wants a Turbo Man doll for Christmas. It's like the only thing he wants because he's obsessed with the Turbo Man show, watches it every day. He is also disappointed in Arnold because Arnold misses all the important things in his life and, you know, never shows up to any of his events and doesn't spend any time with him because arnold's a workaholic so frantically on christmas eve arnold must go and find the elusive turbo man figure which seems to be sold out everywhere and hilarity ensues until the end where you know will he succeed find out spoiler yes yes but along the way he runs into sinbad the mailman right and they also Right, he wants a Turbo Man doll too for his son, and they kind of form like an on and off again alliance and to get the Turbo Man doll and like beat up other customers and screw them out of like trying to get their doll and stuff. And 
but in the end, Sinvad always like kicks Arnold in the nuts or do does something to just fuck him over, and every chance he gets, to, yeah, you know, have a possible turbo mandal. Yeah. That, and then at some point, he sees Jake Lloyd drinking from a flask dressed as a mailman because he doesn't want, you know, his kid to turn out like Sinbad. Yes. And Arnold also steals or tries to steal a present from under somebody else's tree because they have a turbo mantle. <laughs> and then gets chased by a reindeer yes. that is a giant puppet with weird mouth movements and awkward-looking teeth. That's not how reindeer really look. I don't know. Oh, man. That's disappointing. I only have, you know, normal-looking deer in my backyard, not the reindeer kind. I thought reindeer were all giant puppets with fucked-up mouths. Maybe Santas are. I don't know. That really would have been the icing on the cake is if Santa Claus had appeared in this movie somehow. Oh, he did. There were tons of Santas. But I mean, like, Santa Claus, you know, appeared to mediate between Arnold and Sinbad. And then turned out to be another guy who wanted a Turbo Man and just took it from them. Nope, I don't think that could save it. This 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 movie just sucks. I'm just trying so to think bad. of ways to it's make so, this movie better. It's not it's not boring, but it's so bad that it's one of those things where every minute you're watching, you just you're waiting for the cheesy one liner or for the shitty predictable action, and you're just kind of waiting for it to end. I like Justin's idea. This is all one big continuity of Arnold's life because now I would want to watch this movie in anticipation of him snapping and like reverting to his commando training and just gunning down like an entire store full of people to get the Turbo Man. Chopping people's arms off with fire axes yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, there's hints in this movie that like he was, you know, a former, you know, Olympian or something like that. Like he's wearing like a Atlanta, you know, 1996 shirt, you know, um, Rapey neighbor was like, hey, you can't lift your way out of this, big boy, or something like that. Yeah, boy, does Phil Hartman get fucked in the end. It's so sad. Because Phil Hartman's son is a little cunt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he gets knocked out with a thermos. <laughs> Ow. Um, yeah, our Turbo Man should have killed him live in front of people Just at the party. blasted parade. him with his turbo, whatever turbo. What does he even have as weapons? He, he has a boomerang. Right. He oh. has a jetpack. And he punches people. Yeah. He doesn't have one of the flying fists. Oh. Mysterio or whatever has like a little fist on a cable that retracts back or something. Which, you know, because the fucking Macy's Christmas Day now parade is the great place to have functioning supervillain technology like a, a flying hand on a string. Well, and also the world's first functioning jetpack, apparently, that they, they think the best use of that technology is to put it in a kid's show and a Christmas parade. Oh, come on. You don't think Disney's going to be, like, the first people that actually make a functioning jetpack for Avengers or something, so it's like they can have a stage show for it and make more money? Um, there are functioning jetpacks, though. Jetpacks that won't, like, explode have to be on tethers or something like that. There are, though. What? Yeah. Hmm... Yeah, you look up people like demonstrating them at World's Fairs like in the 70s. Yeah, but those things were so fucking dangerous. Like you had, you know, a ton of gasoline strapped to your back and like a spark would make you explode. It's part of the fun though. And then they have like the ones now that actually look a little cool, but like it's like the water jetpack and like you go over water and it like propels you up like that. But you're still kind of tethered with those. Yeah. yeah. What if Arnold, <laughs> what if his jetpack had exploded in there? 
when he was trying to rescue his kid. <laughs> well, no, it would have the best time for it to have exploded would have been like when he was like grabbing Jake Lloyd off the like tree that fell down, and Sinbad was on there too. So just like him blowing up, the shrapnel <laughs> would kill Jake Lloyd and Sinbad. Unfortunately, Arnold would be killed in the blast. But I mean, you get two bad actors gone for the price of one good actor. It's like so, and, and then the it, tree is just burning from all the jet fuel. <laughs> oh yeah, and <laughs> melting the ornaments. Yeah, there's the steel beams of the trees start melting and whatnot. <laughs> Arnold's wife is widowed and uh, hooks up with Phil Hartman. End of the movie. <laughs> Arnold flies off course and causes 9/11. <laughs> okay, our viewer, our listeners just dropped a zero. <laughs> Wow! <laughs> I'm sorry, this movie's just so bad. <laughs> Anything would improve it. It's just so awful. <laughs> so you're thinking if he went off course and caused 9-11, that would make the movie better? <laughs> Something would happen then. I mean, well, it's just like this movie is two, uh, approximately two hours of, I, I almost have a Turbo Man. I've got a hot lead on it. It's going to be here. It's at the store. We have ten, or the radio station's got one, or you know this kid's got one, and then like predictably something comes along and then subverts Arnold's plan to get Turbo Man and Sinbad's plan to get Turbo Man, and it's just like four or five times that it's like, all right, you know what? I'm ready for Arnold to cause nine eleven because <laughs> this is just getting fucking painful. Just do something. <laughs> And then ultimately that something disappoints you so much because Arnold ends up like Vulcan pinching some fucking male model jetpack pilot. But why male he's models? A, he's a, a male. Mugatu <laughs> 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 did 9-11. Mugatu <laughs> did this fucking movie. <laughs> because, you know, they take directions well. Yeah, that's probably why. All right. <laughs> But just like you get to the end of it, and then it's like this mattress salesman flies a fucking jetpack, like he's you know Tony Stark. He's like flying around like Iron Man, and then he fights a mailman dressed up as a supervillain with functioning supervillain technology for some reason, and saves his son, who then gives the fucking Turbo Man that he broke his ass trying to get to a guy who's about to be arrested. So the police officer's probably going to take it for his kid. And then it's just like, no, you're the real Turbo Man. It's like, no, I have to return the costume when we're done. So <laughs> it's, it's not like we get to keep this. You probably should have kept the toy. But... Sorry. Your Christmas is ruined. <laughs> this movie won't just break your spirit. And then he forgot his he forgot to get his wife a gift too in the in the post credit scene. Yeah, setting up that great jingle all the way too, right. which, which is apparently a thing. They did make it, but not with him. It's like a direct-to-video movie. Yeah. I never saw it, but and I'm I never am going to. Not going to see it. Is Sinbad in that one? I no, I actually read it was like new characters. Able or Larry the Cable Guy might be in it or something. Oh, God. oh, you know what? I have actually seen part of that. That's unfortunate. Where Larry the Cable Guy is divorced and his. The stepfather of his daughter, they're trying to make a good Christmas, and he they're trying to outdo each other. Oh, I'm divorced, and I'm in this big house with, I make four-time Prilosec OTC, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a simple country cable guy with, you know, his 20,000-square-foot mansion. 
Yeah, Lawrence the cable gent. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he's still running wire through houses. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else knows this, but Larry the Cable Guy is just a character. He never actually did cable. <laughs> Sorry. You broke my reality just now, Clark. Why would it, you do that? Arnold flying in a jetpack didn't help. <laughs> no, that's believable. <laughs> like, see... Turbo Man just seems like it would be so much better if he had like, you know, a like a Boba Fett like flamethrower or something like that. <laughs> or like the smart cord. Yeah. That could wrap around Sinbad and like drag him along the pavement. Aha, I got you. That would be pretty good. Uh, you know what? This would have been better if when Jake Lloyd was trapped up there with Sinbad, Arnold could have gotten into a uh, a Harrier jump jet. And You're just, fired. Yeah, just relived. <laughs> Just gonna copy the end from True Lies. That would launch the kid. <laughs> That's another way he could have caused 9 11. He could have launched the missile with the kid attached to it into the towers, well, taking was, care of how many birds with one stone. I mean, I was thinking like Sinbad's cape could have gotten caught in the missile fin, and he could have just so he's like, like, Oh, babe! <laughs> you know, I'm just imagining like, I think it was like during like earlier this year or this summer, like people started like cutting these YouTube videos together of like, you know, people doing like stupid things and then like just cutting away to like a building exploding and it's like unexpected Alu Akbar or something like that. Yes. And just like someone cuts this video or this movie, like him flying around the jetpack, almost going to the building and just like cuts it and it's like, boom, goes in the building. <laughs> yeah. What? People doing stupid stuff on YouTube. That's, that's like 98% of the video content. On that. Backyard You're driver. like... It's probably closer to 99%, but let's... <laughs> you see that? Speaking of dumb things that were put on a film, the backyard pile driver. Backyard pile driver? <laughs> yeah, it's these retards who are trying to do like a WWE pile driver off the roof of like their one-story ranch house. Oh, that yeah, I've seen that one. Incurs a severe back injury. Yeah. 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 I bet there's a lot of like people just dying on YouTube from like stupid shit injuries type thing. Yeah, and of course. Videos don't get flagged because like you know there's no you know blood or obvious you know. There's no racism. But right. then there's the <laughs> the other videos like the the ISIS GLA one. The ISIS GLA. GLA like from Command and Conquer Generals. I never sent you that. No. Oh, I'll put that in the the YouTube or the the episode description because it's just it's. It's good. It's like the unexpected Allahu Akbar. Okay. Uh, yeah, this is the problem with this movie because you talk about it for five minutes and you're just like... It, you have to talk about yeah, something else to purge the poison. Yeah. This mo Okay, I get what this movie's going for. I mean, the, the message is so obvious that it's criticizing the overconsumption and how Christmas has become all about things. I mean... It's just the execution is just so bad. We're just <laughs> looking at this from like the wrong perspective it's a kid's movie like we're picking apart this kid's movie and but is like it a kid's up on... movie or is it a family movie it seems like a family movie to me like that like nothing offends anybody and this could possibly offend anybody i feel like this is the type of movie that like gets thrown on like daytime tv during christmas or christmas eve while you know the parents are making dinner or you getting you know you know drinking you know socializing the kids are just you know stuck in a room by themselves where's fucking kwanzaa not in this movie. Yeah, this movie needs to check its privilege. Racism. Yeah. But so yeah, someone's it's, offended now. I guess it could be a family movie, possibly. 
This just seems, it just seems like a kid's movie to me. It seems like a movie to me that would be shown on ABC Family. Yeah. Like in a rotating loop. But I mean, like a lot of kids' movies are family movies. Like, you know, there's something in there for everybody. Yeah. I guess much like, you know, SpongeBob has a lot of obvious kid-level jokes. But then if you watch it as an adult, there's like, you know, some things thrown in there that children wouldn't or understand. Just, just like a lot of kids' <laughs> movies have really adult material. Like, you know fucking bambi or whatever like his mom gets fucking shot in the face or whatever they don't do that anymore yeah i know that but that's what i mean like this movie (laughs) even if it's like kids movies are superior to this movie because this movie has you know there's no risk involved to anybody like the only possible risk is like arnold's son hates him even more actually on that point though i'd give credit to is it disney yeah who did big hero six because they killed that kid in the huge explosion (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) Just saying, I mean, that doesn't really happen a lot. Somebody should have exploded in this movie. <laughs> like, at the end, he... Okay, let's just, at the end, I, before I get to talking about what would have been hilarious there, Jake Lloyd doesn't recognize that his, like, creepy, jacked, Aus- Austrian bodybuilder, son of a Nazi father, like, the little Turbo Man plastic visor prevents him from making that ID. And then when he, like, takes it off, it's just like, oh, Dad, like... I feel like it's the whole, like, Superman disguise, like, oh, you took off glasses and, like, you, you know, get a little curl in your hair. Well, what? Kid. Kid, I, I guess. Kids, are, kids are stupid, right? I, pretty fucking stupid. I think I recognize my dad wearing a visor and a hat or something, like, but Jake Lloyd's like, whoa, who are you? It's like when you fucking hide your face from a baby, and it's like, where'd it go? <laughs> I'm Turbo Man. Anyway, though, Jake Lloyd should have been like, hey, you know, your jetpack's leaking, and then Turbo Man could have just burst into flame on the spot. <laughs> and then the movie could end with Jake Lloyd visiting him in the burn ward. Hey, thumbs up, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get all better, and then you and I are going to watch all the Turbo Man we can handle. Oh, that would have been great, though. Jake Lloyd could have brought Turbo Man on VHS to the hospital and forced Arnold's Arnold to watch it. Yeah, like while he's just, like, stuck escape. in the bed. <laughs> yeah, and he's just, like, spamming his morphine button, like, and he's sitting in bed. <laughs> you could just watch, like, his blood pressure and heart rate rising on the monitor. He just gives that, like, wide-eyed look of panic to the camera again. No! Yeah, that's a good post credit yes, scene right there. I feel like the person who got out, who made out the best in this movie is probably his wife because one, oh, yeah. she wasn't really involved so much in the movie besides fending off uh, Phil Hartman. Yeah, Phil Hartman's advances. And her kid's happy at the end of the movie. She gets the fuck Turbo Man. Um, yeah. Seems like she's the only one who didn't have to do any work in this movie <laughs> and still come out on top. It's like the like Arnold got though. to neutral at the end. He got to the point where like his son was willing to rebuild his relationship with him. Like he had to do all that shit just to get back to zero. <laughs> yeah, but it's like you know the 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 karmic concept there. Like you put a lot of energy out and then you get a lot of energy back. Arnold, you know, he had to work because he put a lot of energy out, so he had to cancel that. But his wife like didn't really make too many ripples in the pond, so she kind of got off scot-free. I'm just saying you could look at this movie as like an exploration of Buddhism, maybe. With all the no the wants and stuff? <laughs> I don't think so. 
I, I, no. But but the most Buddhist character, his wife, really, she doesn't, you know, succumb to the commercial. Go back to your 30-student <laughs> liberal arts college. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I already graduated college. I, and any alternative explanation for this movie is better than, like, they genuinely thought it would be a good idea to make this. Like Turbo Man was an idea implanted into the minds of Earthlings by aliens who needed them to build the Turbo Man outfit to prepare for an invasion or something and arnold is the the first prototype turbo man operator yeah okay that sounds like a better movie you just needed to like put the schema into it's our like ender's game but with stupid austrians and arnold's not stupid though he makes so much fucking money i know i know arnold is not stupid but his character is stupid in this movie i mean his characters are frequently borderline retarded though <laughs> yeah <laughs> like even the terminator comes off as kind of stupid and just something about what he, the way he brings himself to the material, he just comes oh, off as a little oh, dumb. Oh. I feel like that's just like the typecast he has. It's just like stupid one-liners, and that's what he's been. That's what he's good at, and he knows that, so he's just gonna keep doing it. And but like his, he'll like you know wipe his tears away playing you know a you know borderline retard with you know hundred dollar <laughs> bills. So <laughs> his characters are occasionally so smart, like his character in Commando, John Matrix. He's like he's so smart. He breaks the laws of physics, and you know has a gun with a thirty-round magazine that he fires like a hundred times and doesn't have to reload it. Like, and he can smell people coming downwind from him. Yeah, just occasionally Arnold, like he plays these godly characters who can fly with jetpacks. I mean, look, you know, better ending than Man of Steel, but this okay. This movie might be better than Man of Steel. I, because yeah. Man of Steel spent so much of its time trying to hit you over the head with an anvil, trying to show you how deep and profound it was. And this movie, I guess, doesn't aspire to any of Are that. Are you referring grandiosity. to like, the side-by-side profile shot of Clark Kent and Jesus in the church when he's thinking about giving himself up to the authorities? One of many things. <laughs> I missed that. What do you think they were trying to say there? I must have fell asleep during that part. I don't remember it. He literally goes to talk to a priest about sacrificing himself for humanity, and there's like this profile shot of him in the pew, and then Jesus is in the background on the cross, and it's like, oh, what wow. are you trying to say, okay. Zack Snyder? <laughs> I don't understand. Maybe subtitle it. <laughs> so I will say that for Jingle All the Way, I, I did not fall asleep watching this movie. I feel like Man of Steel is a... How can you fall asleep during a Superman movie, but yet somehow that movie makes it a plausible scenario? I think you fall asleep until like the last, you know, 20, 30 minutes when they had that big battle because there's no way you could sleep through all the noise. Right. Like, you would wake up and have like a Vietnam flashback in the theater like instantly. Yeah, you couldn't... You could not... Right. Sleep during all like the Zod and Superman fighting, like oh, you have to protect Krypton, or destroying Metropolis, like oh. blowing up all the buildings. Thanks, you saved Metropolis. Which, then by the way, thirty-seven buildings in the new yeah. one. Apparently, they get his body back. <laughs> yeah, and they turn him into Doomsday. Yeah, really dumb. But I just hate how the trailer revealed like all of that, like up front, like oh hey, like. Doomsday is in the movie and Wonder Woman and like, yeah, you just saw the whole fucking movie in like, you know, three and a half minutes. 
Have and, fun with that. Right. And then when you actually go see the movie, it's going to be, that's what you said. It's going to be, that's the essential plot, but yet the movie's going to be like three hours long. No, I just hate <laughs> when trailers do that. They show the whole movie compressed into, you know, three and a half minutes. And it's like, okay, I know, you know, the hero's going to get out, you know, and resolve the whole conflict. Maybe his best friend will die. That's, you know, pushing it maybe. And that's it. It's dumb. Well, yeah. the trailer for Jingle All the Way did not give away all the secrets. It was a hey. classic 90s trailer. Yeah. With the deep voice guy who died. Don Lonfontaine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it was, you know, in a world Jingle where Bells Arnold has over. to get a gift. <laughs> yeah. Jingle Bells over the trailer and him yeah, yeah, yeah. running I mean, around Sinbad, you know, tripping him or something or him slipping or making a funny face type this of thing. This Christmas. So the, the alternate universe theory about what had happened if he hadn't gotten the Turbo Man doll in this movie, what do you think he would have gotten him to like try to make up for it? Like, hey, uh, here's a mattress. It's surplus from my factory. A divorce. A divorce. <laughs> <laughs> she would have divorced him and married Phil Hartman. Yeah. And then wait, wait a minute, though. fat son and Arnold's kid would grow up together. Are we saying where he doesn't get the Turbo Man doll, period, or where he doesn't get the Turbo Man jetpack and the doll? He doesn't get anything. He doesn't. No. He he just fails. Like he goes like, "Oh, honey, I couldn't get it. Sorry, I'll make it up to you next year or whatever." You know, his... there won't be a next year, honey. Right. We're over. Or does like she say that I'm serving you divorce papers, and then he gets mad and comes back you know, <laughs> with his six shooter or whatever, and just gets drunk and you know, on some wild turkey and <laughs> kills Phil Hartman and his wife and kid. Yeah, die, you motherfuckers. <laughs> I think the movie could have ended with like a faux local news broadcast about a double homicide and a suicide. (laughs) (laughs) Just a thought. Yeah. Really good ending. Or he falls into a vat of coolant chemicals or something (laughs) and becomes Mr. Freeze and this and freezes his family or whatever. Oh, he's like depressed and divorced at the end in a bar and some woman named Nora talks to him. Ice to see you, honey. (laughs) Mr. Freeze's wife is Nora. Yeah. Oh, okay. I I watched Batman the Animated Series. I didn't know if you remembered. That was a good episode. It was a good episode, yeah. What's Arnold's son's name in this movie? Jake Lloyd. (laughs) Huh? Cunt. Cunt. <laughs> okay, we'll call him Jake Lloyd. I don't know. It's, it's some fucking default kid. Hey, name. Jake Lloyd, what killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. But would George Clooney be able to come melt him with a laser, or his would he die? Nipple, his nipple lasers. Right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> if the laser had come out of the nipples, that would have been better. You know, the one thing, okay, about that, speaking of science fiction stuff, like he does, he, he when Robin is in the, the water, right, and he's frozen, he throws in that, like, laser thing in there yeah. and it superheats the water so it melts wouldn't that like scald him yeah like, oh batman you scarred me for life you know now everybody's gonna know that i'm dick grayson i'd just be more concerned that he'd have like massive capillary damage from being frozen that quickly right yeah his the form of cryonics that they're using in that movie is, is just not workable well and then mr freeze has the perfect form of cryonics with his wife in like the bubble jar yeah. Yeah. Apparently all you need is just floating some water with bubbles in it and you're you're set. It's all good. And oh. yeah, she's not pruning it's like Sonic, at all. I guess you just No, it's like those, those um things in D B Z where like the healing chambers or whatever, they sit in like green water or something and they have like a little face mask on to heal up. Oh, the copy of the back to tank? Maybe. I don't know. Star yeah. Wars was before Dragon Ball Z. 
Uh, no, I mean, I'm not like uh, about that fact. I just don't know if it's the same thing because I can't think about. Wait, the tanks in Star Wars? Yeah, I remember in Empire Strikes Back where Luke gets like Han Solo has to go out and find him in the, like the snowdrift, and then when they go back to the base, Luke's like floating in the big tank of liquid with the mask on. Oh, I don't remember that scene honestly. And the robot wakes him up really? by like touching the yeah. the cylinder. Damn, you Jesus. gotta go watch him. I know. Go back and watch Empire Strikes Back before you see Force Awakens. Yeah, which I haven't yet. I haven't either, so we're not talking about that because we're going to respect everybody and go see it before we talk about the it. The only spoiler we're going to give is that it already broke some kind of box office record, so... Yeah, it's the made a shit ton of Other money. Star Wars-related news I heard was Mel Brooks is interested in doing Spaceballs 2 now. Oh, now that the new Star Wars trilogy is coming out? Yeah, Fuck Spaceballs 2, this search for more money. He had his chance. It was when the prequels came out. That would have been perfect. Yeah, but... Um, that one actor was still raising his kid, and he probably wasn't, you know, interested in coming Rick back. Rick Moranis? Yeah. But now his kids are all grown up, and it's like a perfect time for him to come back. Despite all, like, a bunch of other actors being dead, but whatever. Yeah, you know, John Candy's still alive. Not. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get the stunt doubles to play them. I, I don't know. Have Jake Lloyd's stunt double play him. <laughs> play Barf? Yeah. You could just get like Louis Anderson. No, or have, have actual Jake Lloyd play him. <laughs> is Louis Anderson still alive? I just feel like yeah, he'd be the he type is. of person who has like you know a huge heart attack or something. Uh, he's probably due for one, but uh, I think he's he's still around. He's still around, yeah. Okay. Dom DeLuise is dead. The other yes. like stereotypical jolly fat dude from acting. Ergo. Yes. See, Louis Anderson doesn't strike me as a jolly fat guy he's more of a sarcastic fat whiny guy. fat guy he just seems angry all the time louis ck should play barf in Spaceballs falls 2 <laughs> louis cuck king no i don't know about that yeah if it happens it'll smell burks he's already fat i mean he could just he could slide into the role He's not that fat. He's he not wedge himself into He's not the like role. barf fat though. I mean, he's a little overweight. But. Well, I mean, the, this is like thirty years later or something. Barf could have been put on a diet or something by <laughs> Bill Pullman, right? <laughs> yeah, Bill Pullman's still alive. That's right. He's gonna he be was in... briefly dead in Casper, but he got. Brought I mean, back it to could life. be like you know Barf's kid because I mean I think there was some you know joke about you know dog years and space balls and he was already at like his midlife or something. So yeah, Barf could be dead. And could be like Barf's kid flying around with, I can't remember the the guy's name, the main character in Spaceballs. The guy that was like Han Solo and Luke put together. Salad. What, salad? Starbuck. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Star Lord. <laughs> Star Lord. Who's that? <laughs> oh, there. Yeah, I have Chris Pratt play everybody in the movie. And just do like a Nighty Professor thing. He can play 10 people. <laughs> Sounds awful. Oh, there's we an gonna... Arnold movie we need to watch. Nighty Professor? No, I'm saying like they should remake Nighty Professor with Arnold. I think everybody's still reeling from the Eddie Murphy versions. True. Yeah, probably. Fucking Eddie Murphy. That and Haunted Mansion <clears throat> should be justification enough for his execution at dawn. You mean not the adventures of Pluto Nash? That's a hilarious movie. 
I, I just have heard stories about how bad it is. I wasn't aware it had some sort of comedic value. Well, it's one of those movies where it's just so shockingly bad it's funny. Oh, okay. I mean, it's got like fucking Jay Moore is like a, a owns a club on the moon or something and is a lounge singer. So right there, you're in trouble to begin with. And then we've got Eddie Murphy as like the wannabe Han Solo who needs to make a bunch of money or something. I don't know. It just much like Jingle All the Way it was destined for failure. So what's our final verdict on Jingle All the Way? Definitely watch we, it. We've tapped it out. I'd definitely watch it. Yeah, I'd say watch it just once if you know if you haven't seen it ever. Make just it a holiday tradition. Watch it every year. <laughs> just make sure your expectations are aligned with the input, which is an Arnold holiday comedy family film. Don't expect it to increase your IQ. Don't expect it to be anything. Right is what I'm saying. Don't expect, even expect nothing. Receive story. nothing. It's a good right. way to approach this movie. Yeah. Lose an hour and a half of your life. So are we going to talk about some of the, the trailers for sci-fi movies that have dropped in the last couple of weeks? Go ahead. Talk about Independence Day 4 or 2. Oh, it's, it's 2. 2, yeah. yeah. ID 4, but that's what they're saying now. ID 4 2. I like uh, the original Independence Day. I think it's just a perfectly... Trailer, though, for this one, thought it was hilarious that because Will Smith didn't want to come back, they just killed his character. <laughs> <laughs> they had him die in some stupid accident, flying the prototype alien uh, spacecraft that they used in the first movie. <laughs> Oops. So now it's his son, is Michael B. Jordan? Uh, I don't. I don't know, and... Uh, so like Bill Pullman's back, Jeff Goldblum is back. So Jeff Goldblum was like the funniest awesome. thing in that trailer. I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, they got him. Oh, I had to prepare everybody for uh, defending the Earth, but it's too late. So now Earth has they use the alien technology to reverse engineer all this cool shit. See, I feel like this might be just sort of like a generic sort of alien action movie type thing. More like not so much as like. Earth the underdog fighting these aliens like the first movie was, kind of. Like, there's going to be a trailer a little while from now where the aliens start coming with all their, their best shit, and then Jeff Goldblum's like, oh, yeah, we'll show you what we got. Yeah. It's like Some, a, like, one-liner. I don't know. It <laughs> seems like there's just going to be a bunch of, like, space battles, and it's not going to be... not have the same, you know, heart of the original Independence Day. <laughs> yeah, not that the original one had, like, a huge heart or anything, but you're right, it had... Like, no, I it, mean... It was new. It was really different. It was still, like, I don't know. It holds, like, a place in my heart that it's, like, you know, this, you know, sort of fun movie to watch, and it's... Yeah, I think it it's is fun. Movie. It's very fun. I think this is going to take itself more seriously, I feel like, possibly. In the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah, so it'd be, like, a I, I'm just, like, yeah, a little worried about it. So it sounds, then, like it's a movie that I might end up renting on, like, you know, iTunes or watch it through Netflix or something when it gets released. It, if it starts shaping up as a good-looking movie, I could see it in theaters, possibly. Yeah. But if right. it looks like shit, I'm just going to say fuck it and wait for it to go to DVD. Or... I mean, we're gonna, we will have been so spoiled because apparently The Force Awakens is really, really good. So we see a really, really good sci-fi movie, and then your bar's artificially pumped up to the highest level. We see bad sci-fi movies every week, though. Right. But but you know then you're attuned and you, when you but when you go to the theater I think 
I don't know, at least for me, I, I don't really go that much anymore. And when I do go, I, I want to be certain that it's a movie that I'm going to like, because otherwise I'm not spending like at least $10 on one ticket. Yeah. And then all the other shit that goes around that. So same on, thing with Star Trek Beyond. The first, oh. the first trailer for that drop, which looks like the Fast and the Furious in fucking space. I think the director is from Fast and the Furious. He is. He is. James. No, Justin Justin Lin. Lin. Yeah, and this this looks awful. Looks terrible. I'm... So, like, they've continued raping Star Trek, pretty much. J.J.'s gone, but the crew that that raped Star Trek continues on. Well, Simon Pegg's there. Remember, we're a bunch of dumb man-children babies. So what does that mean? Scotty gets a bigger role in the movie? That's that's all I see is different in this. No, it means that Ginger fuck cashes his check and then bitches about how dumb his audience is for the movie he fucking wrote. Yeah. Yeah. Does he have a part for writing this movie? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) Which is why his comments about, like, sci-fi fandom being, you know, dumb man-children, it's like, okay, are you going to give that check back? I didn't think so. Yeah. yeah, he says shit like that, but then he turns out they turn out crap like Star Trek, Star Trek Into Darkness, and now it looks like it's going to be the same thing for this one. But the people who bitch about these Star Trek movies, it's not like they're man children. I think they're just they just want a higher level of science fiction, and especially from Star Trek. I mean, I think that the people who hate the new Star Trek movies are the same people who probably watched. Um, the premiere of The Expanse on Sci-Fi last week and really liked it, as I did, because I thought it was a great show. And I didn't even watch it when it premiered. I watched it online. Mm-hmm. That's a great show. I think that it has a lot of potential. And I watched their miniseries thing, Childhood's End, too. Not mm. great, but I think it's, it was better than anything that's going to be in this Star Trek movie and as a miniseries but on you a cable channel. Dark Matter yet? I haven't watched it yet. It's excellent. I'll have to carve out some time there. Yeah. But I think we're going to have a big letdown with the Star Trek because, like you said, we're we're kind of on a roller coaster. Like, we're going up, Star Wars, and then, yeah, I at this point, I have to think that we can classify the Captain America movie that's forthcoming as sci-fi because, you know... Guy with a robot arm and a super soldier fighting a guy in an Iron Man costume and karate. I mean, yeah, yeah I guess you could <laughs> bucket it in with sci-fi, but it's still a comic book movie in my mind. Yeah, but oh, the, yeah. the bleed over is just so strong between those genres. Right. And so, I mean, I really, I don't really see a difference that much anymore with a lot of the I mean, things like, that happen in those movies. You could have a comic movie that isn't really so much about science fiction. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you can have Spider-Man where you can downplay the science element of, like, whatever, he gets bitten by a spider, some shit happens. Yeah, I've been saying, like, the comic book movies have a lot more sort of hand-waving things away, like, oh, super soldier serum. Yeah. Okay, let's get to the, you know, fighting Red Skull thing. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It, it's much closer to fantasy. Like, they use sci-fi stuff as plot devices, mainly. Yeah. But then there's comic book things that don't have really any sci-fi in it, like um, Jessica Jones. It's probably the least sci-fi Marvel thing that I've seen in a while. But it was good. No. I saw that popped on Netflix, but I haven't watched it yet. I think it's worth watching. It's pretty good. Okay. But then we have, uh, after that, Ben Affleck, man, 
Oh. Batfleck, that movie's coming out. Is that sci-fi? Are we counting it as that because of Zod and Doomsday and like reanimating his corpse and shit? <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that I get my <laughs> yes in that instance, but also like I wonder how close they're going to get to, uh, what's that, Frank Miller, Dark Knight Returns? How close they're going to get, because that costume he has, the bat suit he has on to fight Superman is so reminiscent of the one from that comic book. The short ears and everything. And but like the metal helmet and like the, the exoskeleton and all the robot yeah. shit where he almost kills Superman. Yeah, I think it's directly lifted from there. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. That's pretty sci-fi to me. But they, you know, they, they didn't go the bat tank route. I thought they, they? would have. You don't know yet. We don't know yet. Well, they showed his Batmobile for this movie. But he could have another one. I hope he does, because that yeah. would be a really strong sci-fi element, having a super futuristic tank like that with the bendy uh, weapons console or whatever. Yeah, rubber bullets. Yes. But then we're going to... I'm saying we're going to have all these movies that may be of dubious quality, but then it's going to be like Star Trek. 9-11. Yeah. You know, like a quick descent. Oh, and yeah, the Enterprise gets fucking destroyed in this movie again, apparently, which the trailer slips. Okay. So the Enterprise got destroyed in Into Darkness, and now they have another Enterprise, or they rebuilt it, and now it's getting fucked again, because the only thing about this movie that looks good to me is Idris Elba being the villain, because he's a good actor, and I think he's been tragically underused in a lot of stuff he's appeared in. Like, he was in Prometheus, but hardly, and he could have done so much more. Now, who is he in this movie? The villain, apparently. I don't know who the villain is. Oh, okay. But he is the villain, and it shows his ships, like, punching holes through the Enterprise and just tearing the ship up from the inside. Cool. But, yeah, Kirk is still an arrogant jackass, coxman, pretty much, and Spock is still an emo, you know, douchebag, like he's been in the other two. Looking forward to I'm it. I'm sure they're going to be, like, fighting over Uhura in this movie. Whatever. Guillermo del Toro there is making his uh, Pacific Rim 2. I look forward to that. So that's coming out as well. Because the first one was an interesting movie. Yeah, I like the first one. It's not like it was a great story movie, but the concept is so cool that you just you couldn't deny it. Better than Star Trek. Yeah, much better than Star Trek. <laughs> better than Jingle All the Way. <laughs> We're back to that now. I'm just saying... I mean, you you can have an, a, a good story that, you know, you can fit in between other other parts of the same universe, like Shadows of the Empire, or you can try and go your own way and make an Arnold Schwarzenegger family comedy Christmas movie with Sinbad. That is one of the only things that really, really upsets me about them resetting the Star Wars universe and getting rid of all the EU stuff, is that Shadows of the Empire is no longer canon. Yep. I think that's a damn shame. It's also a great N64 game. Yeah, it was a great game. It was a great comic book. The novel was okay. I like the novel. Justin's never read it. Never played the video game either. Played a little bit of the video game. I didn't own it, though. Just at, you know, friends' houses. You should read the comic book. Yeah, i yeah. get around to it. It's not canon, what's the point? I'm going to get you a Kylo Ren costume. Yeah, the Kylo Ren voice changer mask, which apparently is so shitty as a toy that it doesn't really even change your voice. 
Oh, I was going to say, does it work? No, it doesn't work. I remember the Darth Vader one from when I was younger. They're selling it for like 60 bucks, and it Jesus. doesn't even work. Well, well, I mean, here's how you can make your own Kylo Ren voice changer at home, kids. Just like take two solo cups and smash them into your mouth and then talk in a voice like you just got punched in the mouth. There you go. Yeah. Pretty easy. Still looking forward to seeing it. Just oh, not yeah. this weekend. Yeah. It's, no. It's done that job, apparently, from some madhouse kind of. Well, I, the number of audience photos I saw where people had, like, replica glass lightsabers. I saw one. Were they fighting with them? No, no, the glass ones, not for fighting. So, like, they were just holding them lit up in the seats, and it's like, I'm, I would smash that if I were in the theater, because that's going to be distracting. Yeah. I did see one photo of the aftermath, I guess, of somebody who was in a C-3PO costume. That was, I guess, spray painted, and just on like the leather seat is just like an imprint of their C3PS in gold spray paint. In gold spray paint, nice. so it was like a cardboard 3PO. Something costume. like I, I didn't. There wasn't a picture of the person, just a picture of the seat, and it's just you know, so you know, gold ass right on the seat. The, the guy probably looked more like Osimo than yeah, probably. 3PO. Let's be honest here. Most of the costumes probably look closer to Osimo than C3PO. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you can make a good Chewbacca costume, shave your dog. Yeah. I, you know what? I experienced that stuff like 10 years ago, Revenge of the Sith, like the opening night stuff. I'm just done with that shit. I want to wait till this, like there's nobody going to see this movie anymore and then just see it when I'm like one of maybe five people in the theater. Yeah. I, a friend of mine saw it Friday morning and uh, he said that, the, like morning, like the early showing, it was like ten something. Theater was three quarters full. Like people skipped work, took the morning off, said they had diarrhea and like you know <laughs> couldn't come in, and went to see Star Wars. So I think it's going to be a couple weeks. Guys cutting poop socks in the, the theater <laughs> chairs and stuff. I, well, I'm I'm just saying that with you know with reciprocating sauce, school holidays <laughs> and stuff coming up. Might be a while before the theater's empty or empty-ish, you know. I think it'd still be worth the wait, though. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm not impugning those people. I mean, I think it's great that they really love it that much. They want to come out and dress up like that and do their cosplay, and I I like that. It's cool. It's just it's so crazy, and I I want to enjoy the movie, not the guy in the Boba Fett costume like trying to nudge his way into the seat next to me. Well, is he in the Boba Fett costume like it's a spray painted sweatshirt over his gut? Or, like, he's actually somebody who's Boba Fett-sized? Either. Oh. As somebody who's not spilling into my seat, I don't or really care. people, like, dueling with lightsabers down in the the lower part of the theater. <laughs> As, again, whatever. It's just like, you know, as long as you're not spilling into my... It's like the airplane rule. As long as my armrests are defining the edge of my seat, we're good. Well, I... I I don't like to like on opening night stuff when things happen in the movie, like the audience like makes a lot of noise or whatever. I guess I'm just old or have an old person's view on that. I don't, I don't I mean, like there's that. like a bit of a s- excitement to like, you know, that whole thing to me, like going to see a movie, like at opening night and all the people like super excited, but it wears really quickly on me. It's just like, 
okay, dude, I get that you're excited, but you don't need to be like, you know, bouncing in your seat, making weird grunting, squeaking noises every, you know, 30 seconds. Masturbating to the movie. It's like, oh my God, yes, Mark (laughs) Hamill is on the screen. I remember him too. Yeah, like put your lightsaber down because I can't see that little sliver of the screen because it's blocking it. Yeah, it's obnoxious after, you know, a very short period of time to me. That's what I'm saying. Don't want to deal with that. But it's still fun. Like, the idea of it is fun. It's just, there's a lot of bad apples in, you know, the bunch that well, yeah, goes to see those the concepts. Of like, if I could rent the theater out and just be, like, my friends and I in there, yeah, that's one thing. But if it's the guy who hasn't left his mom's basement since, you know, Revenge of the Sith came out. And beat up little kids for his, you know, right. BB-8, you know. Exactly. Like, he, he and his rascal ran over a couple kids trying to get, like, all the BB-8s with the claw grabber. <laughs> <laughs> How about a net? He just has a net. Oh, like scoop him off the floor when he yeah, big over. butterfly net. Just get him off the rack. <laughs> yeah, like that kind of thing. Like you're saying, like where you know you can tell they want to say something or they want to like try and be the black guy in the theater and shout something. Funny well, yeah, that's screen, what I'm saying. Like, you can have a theater dang! of like 150 people, and like you know, 100 and you know, 48 of them are fine. But it's those two jackasses that like you know have you know the Chewbacca costumes making grunting noises the whole movie, just fuck it up for everyone. It's like. No, I've I don't sat have in that. front of the people who want to say something, but like they just, it, it, you know, like they can't get it out, <laughs> or they try and do it, but they bitch after the first syllables, which is like, eh! and then just you know, be quiet. If you want to be the guy in the back, tell the girl up front, shut the fuck up when she tries to sell you the AMC multi pass, like that one time we were down at Newport, <laughs> that guy was hammered. You remember that? <laughs> Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> See, that's why I only go to the one independent one um, up near Kenwood now. But that, that is a great theater. Yeah, yeah. They they don't like fuck around. They're just like you know we're independently owned. You know, please support us. Bye. And like that's all their spiel. Like they don't try and like oh you should totally you know come support AMC, a giant you know movie corporation. But when the audience you know is a you know a participant in that respect, like heckling the 16-year-old girl who's trying to sell you the AMC like monthly Yeah, but pass, that same like, guy won't bitch during the movie. He'll right. shut up maybe no, and I'm pass out on the back. That's positive. I like yes. that. I don't like the people who look like they're not about like the people you would worry about opening fire in a theater if you didn't live in Ohio, but like more about like the people who just like you know, you can tell they're waiting to pull out their lightsaber at the end of the movie and like try to jump over the edge of the, the skating arena to drop down to the exit and start fighting somebody, you know, like, mm. need to also, calm down. the really obvious thing is that when you have a full theater, especially when a movie's opening, there's too much bag crinkling and uh, chip yeah. crunching, and it, it, I don't know, it just, it, <laughs> I, we really probably sound like old people right now, <laughs> just like bitching about this stuff, but it's true, especially if you really want to understand what's going on in the movie sometimes, like, guys like munching on fucking chips or whatever and it's like jah, 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 jah. like you can't hear the dialogue but that's what i mean like you can have a theater most of the people you know 95 percent are normal people that right. will shut the fuck up during but the that movie. one guy ruins it for everybody yeah and <laughs> and it's that one guy i seek to avoid but yeah and then that one guy is usually the guy that you know goes on those opening nights or really early in you know the showings right and so yeah. I mean, I we I saw all three Lord of the Rings movies on opening night, so I sat there for like four and a half fucking hours, and you know we were probably those guys at one time, like my friends and I, like we probably made stupid noises and stuff during that movie, but 
the novelty wore off very quickly. <laughs> I mean, I went to Lord of the Rings uh, Two Towers opening night, but I sat in my seat, shut the fuck up. No, I mean, like, nothing serious. Like, not trying to annoy people, but it's just, like, when something happened, like, somebody might have went, like, damn, or some shit like that. You know? So you're the like, black guy pe- in movie theater? No, 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 no. <laughs> like, I had read the books, but, like, some of my friends had never read the books, so they were mm-hmm. actually surprised when stuff happened on the screen. Okay. Yeah. I remember going to Revenge of the Sith. That's the only one I can remember going to the midnight for. And I remember people clapping and losing their shit when the crawl came up. Which I have to imagine that that's going on in a lot of Force Awakens theaters, which is fine, which is fine. But like, I did read a spoiler about the opening crawl that the first line of the opening crawl is Luke Skywalker is missing. But isn't that the premise of the movie? Like that they're trying to find Luke. Everybody's trying to find him. Like where's Waldo? <laughs> like Mario there he is. is. It's like Mario mm-hmm. is missing. Yeah, and you, you have to walk around and answer historical trivia questions to get the clues. To get your fire flower yeah. to destroy the gatekeeper. But I, Luke Skywalker's missing. That's all right, fine. But I don't want somebody like gasping and shitting there. Like, I don't want to audibly hear the urine splattering on the floor from them like, <laughs> you know, being so surprised Luke's missing. I also hope that the opening crawl is devoid of really retarded shit, like there are heroes on both sides when George wrote the one for Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, that, like, that makes that no, mean? Like, that makes no fucking sense. They established that, like, General Grievous is, like, a mass-murdering fuckhead and stuff. It's like, how is he a hero? I guess he's trying to say that, oh, from the point of view of the Confederacy people... Well, from my point of view, the Jedi are evil. Yeah, that's Only Sith shit. deal in absolutes, Anakin. My point well, of view, wait the a Jedi are evil. <laughs> wait a minute. Let me draw your attention to your previous statement, Obi-Wan. There's a guy that, much like Jake Lloyd, his career was ruined by Star Wars. But then again, he made the choice to be in it. I blamed him for a long time, but then I watched, like, the behind the scenes, and there's literally George Lucas telling him, like, okay, now I want you to turn and say it like this. Like, he fucking acts out what he wants done exactly. Yeah, he doesn't leave any, you know, input up to the actors. It's like, oh, you're doing it wrong, actor. Right. Well, I've seen other movies with Hayden Christensen, and he's actually pretty good. Yeah. So it's just a real shame because his career has never recovered from that. And same thing, like, I read Jake Lloyd. He actually, like, I mean, no, we're not defending his acting. Trust me. We're not defending it. But he had to uh, he had to change his name and work under a different name after that because he couldn't get any any work and he also apparently hated it so much because he was doing like 60 interviews a day during the episode one like the time leading up to it and afterwards so it like really ruined his life and he's like 10 years old yeah that's a pretty shit thing to go through when you're 10 years old i just wonder like whose parents like sign their kids up to do this shit at such a young age jake lloyd's parents well yeah obviously but just what goes through a parent's head you know, um, kind of similar, but uh, the kid who played uh, Joffrey in Game of Thrones, yeah, he like knew he was gonna be hated and like this like hated person, so he just gave up acting after Game of Thrones, and he's like, yeah, whatever, I'm gonna go live a normal life, not act after this. It's really surprising how many how often that happens to like child actors that they just they get so fed up with the business that they just like, oh, I'm going to go be an insurance agent because that's like cloud nine compared to the crap that I have to well, do. Well, I mean, especially when you're a kid, yeah. you're like, you know, 
being shoved into all these things of, you know, having to do interviews like, you know, six days a week and, you know, fly around the country and whatnot and about all this the bullshit. Same shit too. Yeah, talk about the same <laughs> shit over and over again. And, you know, you're a kid and you're like, I've already said this like a dozen and a half times. Like, why do you need to, you know, tell me this? So I can see why a lot of child actors are just like, fuck it, whatever. Yeah, but Jake Lloyd now exists at conventions signing stuff. That's unfortunate. That's like, He's like a, a cave moss. <laughs> he just grows in the dark. Yeah. Pay him 20 bucks to sign my copy of The Phantom Menace on VHS. Well, he got arrested for like drunk driving or something recently, didn't he? So he's, he's kind of out of the out of the picture for now. For now. I, well, I mean, fucking everybody's on the convention. Circuit. I know. Didn't Haley Joel Osment, another child actor, he like flipped his car over and... Yeah. Had the shit come down on him because of that? I mean, sometimes life takes a hard turn. Like, uh, I mean, what's her face? The the woman who played, I don't know, ground crew, whatever, Callie from Battlestar Galactica, Chief Tyrrell's wife there. Yeah. She does conventions now. That's all she does. She just signs Battlestar Galactica DVDs. Yeah, I mean, why not, though? I mean, if you're like Lou Ferrigno, you just... You know, you show up at every convention, you charge 20 bucks an autograph or whatever. It's like, you know, how, how much money does he pull in just doing conventions? I'll bet. Well, I, yeah, I, I guess. It's that. probably not a lot. So, I mean, it's fucking pathetic that you asked $20 for a goddamn photograph for something you wow. did 30 years ago. It's I think like... he's updated a little bit because he did voices for Adventure Time. So maybe if he goes to like some more modern themed cons, he have a different audience to attract. Just I mean, they do have voice actor panels at some cons, so it's not yeah, completely that's what I mean. like maybe unheard he's of. Doing one of those. Jake Lloyd's probably not those. He doesn't really have like a distinctive voice. Can you imagine how much shit people give him at conventions, though? He does get a lot of shit at conventions. Yeah, because, I've heard. well, he should get a lot of shit. One because he was <laughs> he did a terrible acting job, and then but then again, I mean, maybe I'm wrong because how much of that. Like you were saying, is George saying, no, like, no, no, kid, no, this no. is the way you got to do it. Yeah. Because that's get, how I want you to turn this way. You got to look at his other work, like Jingle All the Way. The kid's just, like, toxic. He sounds like he's ha- like he's whining all the time. And that's just not a good combination. Well, I am encouraged by the reviews of The Force Awakens that I've read that are spoiler-free because it sounds so much better than what George Lucas would have done had he been in the captain's chair for this movie. I don't yeah. like J.J. Abrams really because of all the reasons we've discussed in, in other episodes. But if this turns out to be a really good movie, I have to give him some credit mm-hmm. for having the vision. I'll Even if it's try. not like a fully original <laughs> vision, which is what I've heard about the movie, that it's more or less a New Hope 2.0 in a lot of ways. So... Does he get credit for being an original director in the same way that George Lucas was like a visionary director and producer back then? Definitely not, but for executing it well, yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'll give him. I'd, I'll give him a chance. I still would have preferred, you know, <clears throat> Jeremy Irons as Grand Admiral Thrawn, but yeah, you know, can't have that. Well, he's Alfred now. Yeah, <laughs> I, know. I know. He's busy. <laughs> he's busy. He's probably signed on for the next three Batman versus Superman pictures or Justice League bullshit they're going to try to pull together. Or maybe he'll show up in Suicide Squad with Batman. 
For Maybe. some reason, like that whole DC universe just seems like shoddily put together compared to the Marvel one. It's well, because they slapped it together so yeah. quickly. Yeah. I think. Just this, in like response, like, oh shit, Avengers movies. We got to like do this in like a year and a half, right. not like have a buildup of all the other hero movies. Right. Avengers, or not Avengers, but Marvel's had 11 years now. Well, Iron Man was 2008, and so was the Hulk. I thought the Hulk was a year before that. No, no one cares about year. the Hulk movie. Yeah, but though, I mean, so. nobody cares about it, but technically it's part of the MCU. So they've had like the better part of a decade to build up this huge yeah. shared universe. And now DC's going from like, we're making Superman 2 to it's going to be Batman versus Superman. Oh, but we're also going to include Wonder Woman and fuck it, the Justice League should show up at the end. So we're going to need to like have Aquaman, maybe the Flash, maybe Green Lantern. Yeah. Like the end of this movie is just going to be like, I don't know, Batman is, who the fuck knows? He's, he's hollowing out the mountain where their fortress is going to be or whatever, and then it's going to be like, But yeah, I mean, they, they've been Green building Lantern. up a little bit with like the TV series that they've had, but you can't really count on people watching the TV series always, because like, right. even with the Marvel ones, like the S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, series are like sort of independent, and if there's anything that actually happens that's relevant, it like sort of gets, you know, wrapped up real quick and like, you know put in a little bit at the start of, you know, the next movie in yeah. the timeline. Yeah, you're right, because they, they showed Age of Ultron took place between two episodes in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. last season, and they referenced it in the show. So it, it works there. But how many of those DC shows have shown up in the last year? Yeah. They're all, like, from within two years. Yeah, I mean, and so is just, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But, but if they just throw in all those characters into the Batman versus Superman movie and Suicide Squad. It, yeah, it's going to be a cluster. Like, oh, hey, remember Flash from the series you didn't watch on the CW or something like that or whatever? CW, Is yeah. it CW? Okay. I know it's on... I think it's on Netflix, but... Um, yeah, it's like... You're going to, like... If you haven't watched it, you're just going to be fucking lost. Uh, introducing a major character in a universe through a TV series for movies. I don't know it's going to work well we'll see we'll see i'm just sure the last 20 minutes of the movie plus the obligatory because marvel does it post credit scene is going to be very busy yeah probably yeah Mm. someone's going to drop something and then green lantern will catch it with the ring and then maybe the flash will organize somebody's collection of knickknacks fast or something fucking knows or uh the counterpart to thanos and dc who is that anyway? Dark side. Dark side. Yeah. Oh, well, you know what? He'll if, be the ultimate big bad villain. If they have a Michael Ironside voice in like they did for the cartoon, that could be okay. Yeah. So Michael you guys Ironside, playing any Mr. Good Richter sci-fi games? No. Nope. No. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yep. Well, I've been playing a lot of StarCraft too. I enjoy it thoroughly. I highly recommend picking it up, even for the campaign. StarCraft? What's what's StarCraft? Oh, it's a real-time strategy game created by Blizzard in 1998. Uh, oh, okay. It's just continued since. You know, it's kind of popular. It's like some people are into it. <laughs> Justin, you heard of this? <laughs> no. Wait, wait. This was like, are you... What sort of thing is this? Is like they're aliens? Is there just... <laughs> yeah, there's aliens. There's a couple of kinds of aliens, some humans. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's nice. I played Dune. 
many years ago, RTS. Dune 2. It's really all yeah. I'm familiar with. The grandfather of all RTSs. Yeah. Yep. Play a little bit of, you know, CNC 1 in my day. Dabbled in Red Alert. CNC 1, good yeah. game. Red Alert, definitely a sci-fi game. Mm-hmm. What with time travel and, well, time travel mainly. <laughs> I remember playing this one RTS with like these bug aliens and like these telepathic aliens and some humans, but I can't remember the name. That's StarCraft. Oh, really? There Do you, you go. slide JPEGs okay. around the screen? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. okay. I, I have played JPEG slider before. All right. All right. I, I, I'm on the same page now. <laughs> yeah. The only version of StarCraft I haven't played is the one on the uh, N64. See, actually. Which looks horrible. Yeah, it just you've looks bad. Because you got to use a control joystick to control. Yeah. It. There's just no. There way that will ends never well. be a good RTS game that translates to consoles. It, just the mouse and keyboard is like required for that. Unless they have some revolutionary like touch touch control interface. Even the Steam controller, I don't think it'll work that well. No. no I mean, like actually using your hand as the controller and just you know touching things in thin air and being able to manipulate the. Or like one of those giant table boards, like where you can like you know, yeah, like user. shuffle around your units. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> off the the surface thing, right? Yeah, what they used to call the surface. surface what is it called table. now? Okay. Well, like the surface is their tablet thing, like right, like the Microsoft. Oh surface yeah, yeah. But yeah. originally, when they had that big table demo, it was the surface. I don't know what they renamed that. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that now. It was called. Yeah, I always wanted to play Hearts of Iron on that. And Not use really like those high. those big baccarat things to move the units around. Oh yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I'm just talking. You like use like two fingers to like select your units, and then like you know use a couple fingers to like you know clump them up and like move them somewhere. Like, yeah, but how else are you gonna move things around with the giant baccarat sticks? I, I guess that right. works. Checkmate. Yeah. Yeah. That that would work good in a game like Hearts of Iron. Starcraft, <laughs> it wouldn't work quite as well. I don't think that would work for well for StarCraft anyway, though. Yeah, well, no, actually, you're right, because there's a lot of, you know, micro... Yeah, like, how are you going to micro stuff correctly? Yeah, I can't get your stalkers to blink back and whatnot. But how are you How are you going to blink them individually or have, like, your partner, you know, scan up on the ledge so you can blink up there and also have, like, the side blink to move people in the front so pull them off the mineral line so you can catch their SCVs unguarded? Okay. Yeah, there's, like, you know... <laughs> I played too much Terra, not so much Pyrtos. So. I've never played StarCraft before. I'm just guessing this is how you do it. <laughs> I don't know. You tell me, am I right? Sounds right. Where are the health power-ups? The health power-ups? Yeah. Do you get the blue key and the yellow key before? It's behind the door, past the yellow door. Oh, okay. Yeah, I only have the red key card. <sighs> I know. Do your shields recharge in StarCraft? Actually, after you get hit, yes, <laughs> only one race. <laughs> well, no, um, the sir heals slowly, but but all the the people who play modern FPS games, yeah, they're they, so used to the you the know, wiping jelly, yep, sort of thing. Well, Halo Two kind of got that ball rolling in the popular imagination of the world. But why is it in like Call of Duty, where like you have you know just a Kevlar vest and? Because, as I've said for many years, Call of Duty is about like a secret super soldier program where every soldier you play as is actually like a Captain America. 
Mm. They just don't tell you that. Interesting. So, like, you get a grenade blowing up, like, two feet away from you, and, like, your face is covered in jam, and then you get some toast out of, like, a nearby toaster and wipe it off. You know. Chow down. Restore your vitality that way. Yeah. Just 10 seconds is all you need to heal from, like, multiple gunshot wounds to the torso. It's not a big deal. Don't be a pussy, Justin. (laughs) Just adapt and overcome. That's what the Navy SEALs say. All right. Sounds good. But no, I haven't played any good sci-fi games lately. They need to have some. Doom 4. Doom 4 is coming out. I saw multiplayer for that. It looked okay. We need to play Doom 3 multiplayer. Yeah, maybe sometime. Ah, we'll get Christian. It'll be fun. Okay. Subtle. So I guess Grant has nothing else creative to say today, so it's probably a good time to say that uh, uh, watch Jingle All the Way. Don't expect anything out of it. Watch The Force Awakens. Expect great things from it. And uh, have a Merry Christmas. Possibly an okay Hanukkah. I know. I don't know what day that is. I think it's already oh, whoops. happening well, or maybe past. I hope you guys had a good Hanukkah, and uh, I don't really know what Kwanzaa is, so 